It is Thursday, April 28th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose coming your way live from Las Vegas, Nevada, the site of the 87th annual NFL Draft. So you can catch me tonight on NFL Network. I'll be doing the uh, the pregame party before I turn over the festivities to Rich Eisen and Daniel Jeremiah, Charles Davis, and Stanford coach, David Shaw. Hi, Ploofy. What's up, C. Rosie, man? It's always good to see your face in the morning, although you're obviously not where I'm used to seeing you, but you look That's good true. in Vegas. I feel like you and Vegas really jive together. Yes, we, I, I love it here. I always love coming here. And I got to tell you, so I've covered the last... I don't know, probably 10 drafts or so. They're all a ton of fun. The smartest thing they ever did was, you know, it was in New York City for forever, right? And then they started moving it around. Chicago, uh, Dallas, uh, Nashville, Cleveland, Philadelphia. Now we've got it in Vegas. I'll just, for those of you that are on our YouTube channel, I'm going to take you on a little field trip real quick. I'm going to show you where we are. Uh, right out there are the Bellagio Fountains. You can see that, right? And Beautiful. Yeah, it's really cool. Now, you see the water. So there's 21 NFL draftees that are here tonight, and they're going to walk that. I don't know if you can see the pink carpet in the middle of the water. So they're going to walk the red carpet, pink carpet, whatever carpet color you want to call it. So it's really cool. It's a great little setup. I know that we're a baseball show, but we're also all big sports fans, and so you can multitask tonight. You can watch your baseball and your NFL draft and enjoy it. The NFL is like, they do things so cool. Like everything is so big and fun and like spectacular. And MLB mm -hmm. invites guys to the studios and MLB network. Right. And then they like go on like, yeah, well, listen, the MLB what are we doing? here, it's all screwed up because so many of the kids, they could stay in college. They could come out of college. They could be in high school. They could go into college. And if they get flown out for the draft, they lose some eligibility. It's all so screwed up. So Let's figure that out because the the MLB draft, it will never rival the NFL draft or the NBA draft, but we could make it better. And I think that's one of the goals uh, that well, should happen somewhere down it, the line. We're just, you just, you draft a kid and then you don't hear about him for five years. So right. that's kind of mm -hmm. where we go wrong as well. We have the minor leagues. So, yep, that's true. All right, let's get to it. Uh, the biggest news that we woke up to on Thursday is great news for the defending World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. Ronald Acuna has been activated. He is expected to hit leadoff tonight for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, first of all, how shocked are you that less than 10 months after tearing his ACL, that one of the best players in baseball is actually back on the diamond? I'm not that shocked just because he's young, he's energetic, and all this guy wants to do is mash baseballs. You have that motivation. You see your teammates. I mean, he saw his teammates win a World Series. He wasn't part of it. You know, he was there. I'm not saying he wasn't a part of it. Obviously he was, but like he wasn't out there playing and that that'll drive you, man. I remember <laughs> I'm trying to put myself in these situations. Clearly I'm not a Cunha. I've never been on a team that won a world series, but I remember the twins going to the playoffs the year after I left, they made the wild card game and dude, I, something in you just like it hurts and you want to just keep working harder and harder and harder. So I, I, I know he's feeling that and it's going to be good for him to get back on the field and also good for the Braves who are kind of, I think they're sitting at like eight and 11 or something like that. Yeah. They need Acuna back. He's, you know, he's a heart and soul of that team. Yeah. I mean, listen, they've had some guys that have come out to smoke and starts Matt Olson and his first year as a brave has, has, um, you'll never make people forget about Freddie Freeman, but he's done an outstanding job so far. 
Ozzy Albies has been great as well. For the most part, though, they've got guys struggling. Eddie Rosario's out the next two to three months after eye surgery. They need help, and they need a spark plug. And few guys are more the emotional heartbeat of their team than Ronald Acuna. 98% of the time, um, it's great, right? 98% of the time. There's a couple times a year where he doesn't run a ball out. we got to talk about that for whatever. Don't frown at me. It's I'm frowning at you, dude. Come on. What? It... I know that that happens, but he's not a dog. You know, like, he's I don't like him dog. to get labeled as that. You know, if you don't run out a few balls a year, yeah, like, you want, you want to send the message. You want to run every single ball hard out, but it just doesn't happen, dude. It doesn't I, happen. I'm with you, but you also can't right. stare at a ball that's going to go hit off the wall and be at first base when you have his athleticism. And the manager's the one that's making that point. It's not me. I know. I'm just saying is that when you are that talented – you do get held to a higher standard sometimes. Um, and You're right. he's awesome for the sport. He is awesome for the sport. I love everything about him. I love his flair. I love the dramatics. I love his attitude. I love his spark. I love his ability. I just think he is a guy that resonates with so much with young people and older people like myself. I mean, he is one of the guys that when I'm flipping around and I'm watching my eight box up on my screen on my extra innings package, and Ronald Acuna's up. I'm putting it on. It's that simple. He's just one of the few guys that's a channel changer. Like Coach Ballgame says, he's a wow guy. Like an ooh is an Oz type of guy. When he gets on the field, you know, he makes the, the jaw drop. And, you know, Braves country. That's what they're called. I keep saying Braves nation. People get mad at me. It's Braves country. Welcome your guy back tonight. Yeah, not everybody's a nation. Like Red Sox nation works. Not everybody's a nation. Just because oh you have a fan cares? base. Yankee universe. You, they claim the universe. How ridiculous is that? Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Is that true? <laughs> they call it, themselves the Yankee universe? Dan, that's not yes, a it thing, is. is it? Dan? I consider myself a very big Yankee fan. I've never once called it Yankee universe, and I don't really know anybody that does. Thank God. That's what that's, they call it. That's moronic. That's... So um, the Braves are something like five, five and a half out behind the Mets who have just played some great baseball the first three weeks of the season. Uh, do you feel that now that Ronald Acuna is back and it, and they've got most of their team in place, it's not all the way, but geez, Jacob DeGrom hasn't thrown a pitch yet for the New York Mets and they're doing just fine. Does it feel like the Braves are still the team to beat in that division? Yes and no. I mean, I think that those – two teams are going to be there. I still believe in the Phillies. Like I, I, we talked about how it's going to be a very, very tough division. I think I did pick the Braves to finish first in it. We got a lot of baseball left. The Mets have come out and proved something really early. Like they, they are definitely legit. We weren't, hmm? Somebody's got to be the team to beat. Don't give me a yes and no. Some either yes or no. Yeah, of course they're the team to beat. Chris, they're the okay. freaking trophy, bro. They are Good. the team to Thank beat you. in all of baseball. They have the trophy, okay? You must now, be impossible it's, to go shopping with. <laughs> it's 2022, okay? The Mets have come out and looked really good without Jacob deGrom. They have great clubhouse chemistry. You can see it on the field, how much they are pulling for each other. Um, and that is something that you know the good teams have. Uh, I still think the Phillies have some dog in them, and they're going to be there. Um, so I think, I think it's a two-horse race right now with the Phillies kind of straight behind. Um, but the Mets have definitely opened my eyes a little bit. How about that? Mm -hmm. I picked the Braves to win the division. I think I'll stick with it. 
I think both the Braves and the Mets will win significantly more than 90 games. I think the Phillies also make the playoffs. I believe I had them in there at the beginning of the year. I don't think it's a three-team race, but I think they'll be close enough. I'm just saying, like, with one week to go, I don't think the NL East will be decided between those three teams. I think it'll be decided between those two, Atlanta okay. and New York, with Atlanta and F1 winning it. But Mets fans, don't yell and scream and all that stuff because I have you going to the World Series. Ah, if Jacob that. DeGrom comes back and, and this team is still clicking like they're clicking, I don't. I right. don't see anybody stopping them. Right. But it's a long, but here's the thing. That's a big hit, too. We are seeing them play really good ball right now and win some really uh-huh. cool games. Like, that's not going to happen throughout the whole season. If you're a baseball fan, you understand that there are going to be peaks and valleys. Um, there's going to be some lull months where you're just kind of like, eh, 500. Um, but this team is it's looking like there's something special brewing up there in New York, okay? Today's edition of Baseball Today is presented to you by our good friends over at Muggsy Jeans. I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to look sexy, and I want you to save money, and there's one way you can do it. Head on over to Muggsy.com. Use the code word TODAY. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. I have told you countless times, they are my favorite jeans. In fact, I'm going to slide them on. I'm going to wear them on the plane to Vegas. I'm going to go kick it in Vegas for the NFL draft. Everybody's going to be like, Rose, did you lose weight? I'll be like, nah, it's just my jeans are fitting great. Thanks to Muggsy. And I told you this part before. They don't just come in blue, bluer, and bluest. If you're a jeans traditionalist, I'm not going to fight you. They've got that. But you want to step out of your comfort zone, like I went charcoal gray. That's great. They have all varieties of the rainbow. So if you want to go like yellow or red or green or purple or whatever color, go for it. Go get multiple pairs of Muggsy jeans because you're going to save 10% off your order when you go to Muggsy.com and you put in the code word today. It's that simple. You're going to save 10% on your order and you're going to look great. All right, uh, so Ronald Acuna is back 10 years ago today. Do you know what happened? Yes, Yes, you do. Okay. (laughs) The Angels recalled Mike Trout from the minor leagues for good. If you go back and look at it, yes, he was up for, you know, a quarter of the season the year before in 2011. He did not sparkle at all. He started 2012 down in the minors. And on April 28th, 2012, he came up and the Angels DFA'd Bobby Abreu and the legend of Mike Trout started. He is off to another fantastic start in 2022. Has he reclaimed his rightful place as the best player in baseball? Yes, he has. And I don't think there's any question about it. You know, you can mention some other of the young kids that are coming up. Uh, The one big dog that, you know, maybe – is finally coming to challenge trout is on his own team Shohei, I mean, he, but he's just so different. It's hard to put him in a category because right. we don't know. And we do know how to value him. He's very valuable. Uh, maybe like in my brain, thinking about a baseball player, it's a guy that can do everything on a baseball field. Shohei can kind of do everything on a baseball field. So for a different talk, maybe like an elevated talk one night, you and I get together, we'll talk about what that really means. But right now, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. You talk about Vladdy, what he did last year. He had the, he had the one daughter OPS. Mike Trout's career averages is a one daughter OPS last year. This is pretty cool. Guerrero jr. Had a 1.004 OPS. That's the career for Trout. 
Trout's is 1.005. So, like, for his career, and this guy's been in the league for 12 years. So, you know, Tatis, Guerrero Jr., even Juan Soto, these guys are excellent ball players, like the best of the best. But then there's, there's Mike Trout, who just kind of stands above everybody else. So, Shohei is that guy, though, that we're going to have to start really talking about what it means to be a, a real true baseball player because it kind of seems like that's what he is. Uh, but for how we're thinking about the game right now, Mike Trout's still the best, and, and he's not slowing down. He's not no, slowing down. I know. So the thing is, when I watch him, and I don't know anything technically about a swing and that sort of stuff, but you can see when guys' swings just aren't right, you know, and it happens over a six-month period. So rarely does Mike Trout seem like he's off balance, things of that nature. It, he just seems super consistent. And this sport, more than any other sport in the history of all sports, appreciates consistency. And that's just what you see out of him. I'm curious. So he's at 315 homers. He's 30 years old. He'll turn 31 in August. Does he get to 500? Yes. I think so, too. He's I, think, 14, I don't think there's any doubt. He's at 1,438 hits. So he's a little less than halfway shy of 3,000. Does he get to 3,000 hits? Because he's basically, if you think about it, has lost the last two seasons between the pandemic and last year's injury. Yeah, I mean, he's got to stay healthy. And I think he can. I mean, we're just we're seeing guys stay healthy longer and longer throughout their career. we got to figure, figure out a way for him to stay on the field. If he does, I think it's a no-brainer for both of those numbers. I think it's 500 club, 3,000 hit club. Um, like I said, he just doesn't seem to be slowing down when he's healthy on the field. He's, I yeah, read an article that said that he's sprinting faster now than he ever has before. It was so amazing because he was actually injured last year against Cleveland in the series in Anaheim in May. And it was such a benign looking thing. He was on second base. There was a pop-up and he ran to third and something happened in his calf. So that was, I was like, huh, okay. So maybe he'll be out two weeks or something. I don't know. We'll see. I, I always say this about Trout, you know, when you play against him, there are other guys like the Byron Buxtons of the world who are like, you watch and like, Oh, like it's, you you can like really tell how like freakishly talented they are. But when you watch trout, there are times where he can do that, but more often than not, it's what you're talking about, Chris. He's just consistent. Like he just has good at bats. He's going to go like one for three with a walk or like, he's going to have six homers a month. And he's going to drive in X amount of runs. Like he just is consistent with it. He, you know, like he can get on those crazy runs where he gets super hot too with the best of them. But like, he's just, he just puts the numbers up year in, year out. It's, it's methodical for him. And I think maybe he makes it look that easy. It's obviously not that easy, but like the way he goes about the game and, and, and as consistent as he is, it almost like lulls you to sleep a little bit. Uh, It's, it's boring. It's boring. You have to peel back the consistency to get to the greatness. That's what it is. And it's, it's a shame because we're all just like, oh, yeah, Mike Trout. Like, it, no, y'all better appreciate it. It's Th- not that's as the shiny thing. Like, and as flashy. What I said, like, last year, everyone was going crazy. Look what Vlad Guerrero Jr. is doing, demolishing the baseball. And it's like Mike Trout has done that, averaged over 12 years for his career. Yeah, but also match just matches who he is. Like the dude just wants to mash, 
try and win and watch Eagles games and be a dad. That's it. Like that, he doesn't that's even all. try to look cool and he looks really nothing. Cool. No, no. He also, I wish people could go up and, and meet him physically. You have no idea how big he is. His back is so large. You're like, Oh geez. He's like a linebacker. The way he's what's it, what's interesting. We're, we can just talk about trout all day. This is the trout episode. People. All right. He's like, he's goofy though. Like he's funny. Like he has he's a good fun. personality. Yeah, it's not he like is. he's, it's not like he's just a nothing, yep. you know, he's not a wallflower. Like the guy has a ton of fun. Like he's, he reminds me like a little bit, maybe not as outgoing as a Peyton Manning, but like similar type of goofy personality. Yeah. And, no, and no, no, Peyton no. gets marketed so much different than he does. Well, he's also an NFL quarterback, NFL quarterbacks. It's a different stratosphere. It is. Different is it? Stratosphere. Yep. Face yep. of a game. Totally. I don't know. Yep. I mean, yeah, you're right. NFL's supreme right now, but but it's also Mike it's, Trout we're I'm talking just telling about. you, NFL Payne doesn't have his own cleats. Right. He's got his own broadcasting network, basically. Let's move yeah, on. Me too. Mets and cards. They got after it. We knew it was something was gonna happen. I talked about it on yesterday's show. I said, gosh, I hope that's it. Well, sure enough, it happened. You had Johan Lopez throwing high and tight to Nolan Arenado. He went a little cuckoo, uh, threw Nito out of the way, eventually got ejected. Pete Alonso got taken to the ground. Here are your managers on what transpired. When you come up top like that and, and jeopardize someone's career in life, yeah, I take exception to that. And uh, I don't think anyone in the big leagues appreciates getting thrown up top. Nolan has every right to uh, react the way he did and go after him, and we'll protect that. I'll let them handle their players. I know our player got hit in the head and went to first base. <laughs> Buck. <laughs> Hilarious, dude. <sighs> All right, your take on this whole situation. I have so many things to say. I don't even know where to start. I love Buck, and him and I agree on a lot of different things. Um, what I won't agree on is if the pitch to Nor Arenado was intentional, which it seemed like there was intent. And like, you know, I've been around the game for a long time. You can see, you can tell the situation and you can tell like just how it goes. It seemed like there was intent there. Okay. So that makes what happened to the Mets player who got hit in the head completely different. Cause that was unintentional. Okay. I think every single time they've been thrown at has been unintentional. It's like, uh, you know, a byproduct of, guys not being able to use sticky stuff on their fingers anymore. So they're complaining about not being able to locate the ball teams, you know, are going after stuff like stuff more than command. We're not paying command pitchers. We want swing and miss type pitchers. So we have a lot of those guys out there. We're pitching at the top of the zone more. There's all these reasons the ball is, you know, coming towards Mets players at a higher rate. They also just have guys that get hit by pitches throughout their career at a higher rate. So like, None of those have been intentional. I, I understand it gets frustrating. But once you start throwing intentional, that's when you lose me. You just lose me because I don't believe the solution of, you know, of this, pro this problem is throwing at more hitters. The hitters have so absolutely nothing to do with it. Okay. I, How is this a solution? I make that argument all the time. And when I, made, when I worked at MLB Network, I had all those old heads. Go, Chris, you don't understand. You don't understand. For years, we've been told. And I said... That doesn't mean it's right. That just how in the world is throwing 
a hard object at somebody 96 miles an hour, the right thing to do. Can you explain that to me? It's, it's, it's not okay. Ask if you talk to those guys and ask them why the only reason they would have is that's just the way it's been done. So they don't that's have not any a reason. reason. It's not that a reason. Not a reason. Trust me. I know. I, I mean, I've had, I've had those same talks with, with similar people, you know, it's the game has to evolve. We've done it to every league does it to protect the players. You need the good players on the best players on the field. You need all the players on the field. Okay. Uh, these guys are, you know, they're so caught up in, Oh, you can't go into the bases hard anymore. You know, you gotta be able to protect your teammates. Like you don't have to do it by throwing at hitters. Like, especially now that pitchers can't even get in the box. Not like pitchers got thrown out anyway, when they were hitting, right. like, That just doesn't happen. You always went after a hitter. What do hitters have to do with it? Now I understand there are times, there are times that you can go after someone. Like if, if, if the hitter completely disrespects you and I'm not, I'm not talking about like flipping a bat or something. Maybe, maybe the guy, you fucking hate the guy and you guys have something that's between you two. I don't know. But like you retaliating because a pitch, an errant pitch got away completely unintentional. That is to me that there's no place in the game for that. So what is it? I'm a solutions guy. I'm not a bitch and moan guy and leave it at that. I want to find answers. I can't find an answer here. Is the answer that you suspend Yohan Lopez five games and then the Mets will say, well, hold on. Oh, our guys him. got hit. And it didn't, didn't even hit Arenado. That's the thing. Hit him, right. Okay. But if we think the hardest thing to do is prove intent, whether it's in a court of law or on a baseball diamond. So Joe Torrey and all his people are, what are they supposed to do? Get inside the head of Yohan Lopez, try and track down, uh, some sort of call that was made, some sort of wink that was made in the Mets clubhouse. Where do we go from here? What is the answer? I don't think there is one solution. I think we can start by getting these pitchers uh, feel back on the ball. seems like most of them don't like where we're at with the grips and, and stuff like that. And I think Kyle Gibson was like an outlier. He, I saw an article that he likes the balls. Like he's the only person I've ever heard say that. But so Luke, this has been going on for decades. Every year we have one or two dust ups that's, at least. And it was way before the, the talk of the baseball. The old heads got to, got to realize it's not the way that's, that's basically it. And, it, and then it'll eventually it'll trickle down. So we won't be hitting guys anymore. I think, Generation to generation, we're understanding that's stupid. It's it's costing guys their livelihood. Like we don't want to do that. So I think it's 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 it should be trending down. The amount of intentional pitches being thrown mm -hmm. at batters should be trending down, and eventually we'll get to a point where, you know, it's will it be around the game? Sure, but like to a much lesser degree. And I hope we don't have more of these. You know, you know, even the bench clearing incidents are dumb. Like what what do we have to what are we doing, guys? I understand right. you get you get crazy, you get feisty on the field. There's emotion out there, so it's going to happen. But I think you know we can stop some of the things that cause those brawls, like you know intentionally throwing at someone when nobody got intentionally thrown out before. All right, we're going a little uh, a little long here, uh, but I want to touch on one other thing. Did you have a problem with Stubby Clap, the first base <laughs> coach of the Cardinals, tackling Pete Alonso? Or is everything fair in a bench clearing brawl? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, if you try, I don't know if he was trying to hold him back and kind of just fell. Uh, but if you're intentionally trying to, you're a coach and you're intentionally trying to pull a player down to the ground, then yes, I have a problem with that. Shouldn't he be pulling his player, not a Mets player? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Isn't it yeah. his job to control his player? Yeah, like, I have visual, a visual, but when problem. you really break it down, yeah, I don't like it.
Right. It was it was cute. It was funny. Ha ha. Alonzo says, listen, if I really wanted to send somebody to the hospital, I could send them to the hospital, which I don't doubt. And it'll be a great dynamic when they play each other May 16th, the first time Alonzo's out there in the top of the first and Stubby Clap is sitting there in the first base batter, you know, coach's box. That'll be interesting. I do have a problem with that because if the Mets coach did that to Paul Goldschmidt and he rolls an ankle, we got a problem. We have a real, real problem here. And I'm, I'm serious. That's what it might end up taking. It might not be a bench-clearing brawl in the mid-70s between the Red Sox and the Yankees where spaceman Bill Lee blows out his shoulder. But if something happens, that's where it's going to go. You um, know, I know. I want to say one more thing. Stubby Clap is going to be profusely apologizing to Pete Alonso leading up to those games. I promise you that. He doesn't, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't want any problem. No, I know he doesn't. But also, yeah. you got if you're a coach – you have to take care of your own group unless somebody's in imminent danger. It sure as hell didn't look like Pete Alonso was about to throw somebody down on the. It's a lot of yelling. Yeah, I know, but still. Not a lot of, I just have a, a, lot of I have a problem when you start. Baseball. I know. I have a problem when you put your hands on somebody else. I think coaches have to not be instigators and things like that. Take care of your own. That's that. Uh, very quickly, cool little story between the Nats and the Marlins. Lucius Fox, Jazz Chisholm, first pair of Bahamian-born players to play against one another in a game in the major league level since 1961. They happen to be best friends, which was flat out unbelievable. They said as kids, they used to talk about it, and the dream came true last night, which is, I love that story. I think it's so neat. Um, when did you know you could become a major leaguer? I might have told this story here before or maybe on talking baseball i filled in um as like a sophomore at a one of these like national showcases delman young my childhood friend was going to it because he's was the best player you know forever he couldn't do it he said hey try this kid out and at that time i just played locally i didn't really know how i fared against the best players in the nation i was young for it i went out had a great tournament and after that i was like oh shit i'm i'm like really good at baseball that was like my moment get away Nice. I, I knew as a little kid, I wanted to cover sports. I was not That's good awesome. at anything. But you You're the best of this. I'm not, I'm average. I shoot for average and rarely get there. Um, we want to thank everybody for joining us on our YouTube channel or podcast. If you would like to join us live every day, we are on the AMP app. Just download it on your iPhone and use the access code baseball today. We will be there at 1130 a.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. Um, tomorrow I will not be here. Uh, I have more NFL duties. Pete Moylan and Trevor Plouffe will be, take care of you. That'll be very nice and soothing as two former major leaguers mm. get to chop it up instead of a former major leaguer and a hack. Uh, so for yes. our outstanding producer, Dan Rourke, that is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. They'll see you Friday on baseball today.